Welcome to another episode. My name's Jose Naharo, and today we're going to take a look at Intel's earnings for quarter 3, 2019. Like always, I have my buddies Bull Solo and Darth Bear ready to keep track to see how the company's doing. So let's get started. The first thing I want to say, all the information I have collected was came from Intel's investors website. I've also used Seeking Alpha to take a look at the transcript of the earnings call and some other news article from Seeking Alpha. Right off the bat, we're going to look at the stock price review. So performance from the five day it has been about 9% gain just today alone. It went up 8% after earnings. One month performance has been 11%, year to date has been 20%, and over the past one year has been 23.5%. So the company is doing pretty big, but if we take a look at the chart, there was a moment where it took a huge dump and ever since has been trying to kick it back up and it has yet to hit the highest, it's, it's high of about $59. Um, so maybe that might be coming soon. So now right off the bat, the first thing we're going to talk about is revenue. So for revenue quarter three, they gave a non-GAAP earnings per share of $1.42, which beat by 18 cents. GAAP earnings per share of $1.35 also beat by 19 cents. And revenue of $19.2 billion beats by $1.13 billion. And it has about 0.2 year-to-year growth. So for the first thing, the first point is going to go to Bull Solo here. And that's pretty impressive, right? We definitely know that the tech sector has taken a slowdown, especially with all these tariffs talk happening and all the tariffs going on. And it's pretty impressive that there's still at least flatline, um, flatline in the revenue compared to the same time last year. And we can see, right, that the uh, analysts were thinking that this would have a lot less revenue, but it did beat by $1.13 billion. That's about 5% beat. That's definitely a huge number. So obviously, first point is going to go to solo like i mentioned all right so next we're going to take a look at comparable sales and here we're pretty much going to look at sales this quarter compared to the same time last year so september of 2019 compared to september 2018 like we've mentioned right revenue was 19.2 billion dollars i want to break it down for you guys just so you guys can see what the total revenue is broken down of uh, remember revenue is up only 0.2 percent year to year the main portion of this revenue is client computing group. So client computing group is about 50% of the revenue and unfortunately is down 5% year to year. So we can see same time last year was $10.2 billion where right now is at $9.7 billion, about $500 million less. Um, data center, and we can see this is where the major slowdown happens, even though it was only a 5% decrease because it is a huge 50% of the total revenue it takes, a, it takes a big chunk of it. So if this was flatline, then this company would be doing a lot better. Data center group, which is probably one of the most important things with such a market right now and with AMD right now trying to take over the data center group, um, it's good to see that there is still, that data center is still growing. So data center group has 33% of revenue and that's, that's definitely a huge amount as well. And it's up 4% year to year. The consensus was for it to be $5.62 billion, and it actually made it to $6.38 billion. So it did be it did be estimate analysis by a huge, a huge number. Internet of Things, which is made up of two things, IOTG and then Mobile Eye, are both up. They make up 7% of total revenue. IOTG made $1 billion in revenue, which was a 9% gain. Mobile Eye was $229 million, which made up which gained by 20%. 
So we can see all these other, we can see memory solution groups, which is the next thing. It's also 7% and it's up 19%. And then we have PSG, which is programmable solution group, which is about 3% of total revenue is up 2%. So it's good to see that everything else that's smaller, um, smaller percentage of the revenue is increasing. And that's a good thing, right? Because we see that client computing group is a huge portion of it. And when one item is a huge portion of, of revenue, if that item goes down, it's definitely bad news. But it's good to see that everything else is increasing. So eventually, all these other stuff will also hold more weight. And this company does not have to worry with one specific product for it to, to actually keep going. Like I said, total revenue is $19.2 billion. Compared to the same thing, it's only 0.2% better year to year. But for right now... Uh, I'm going to have to give comparable sales. We're going to see, I'm going to give a point to actually both Bull Solo. Well, this is Darth Bear. So I'm going to give a point to Darth Bear and Bull Solo. And the main reason, wait, nope, this is Darth Bear and this is Bull Solo. And the main reason is we do see an increase in comparable sales for the smaller, for the smaller items. And that's a good thing. So that's why we're giving the point to Bull Solo. But the overall total net revenue is pretty flatlined, and that's not something one likes to see. So that's why Darth Bear also gets a point in this one. We're gonna keep talking about comparable sales here. And right now, this is mainly in the client computing group and the data center. So I'm only gonna be talking about these two because these two things make up 83% of the total revenue. So this is gonna be year-to-date comparison. So this is gonna be January 2019 till September 2019 and January 2018 to September 2018. So right, we're gonna see nine months year to date and we can see client computing group is the first thing we're gonna talk about. One thing to, and client computing group is broken down to major two things, notebook sales and desktop sales. Notebook volume sales down 6%, but prices are up 6% when compared to 2018. Desktop volume sales is down 10%, but prices are up 5%. So we can see a trend going on here. We can see right that a total volume sales is definitely decreasing and that's a bad thing. So that's why I remember the, I gave a point to both Darth Bear and Bull Solo. So that's, that's another reason Darth Bear would get the point, right? Overall, volume sales are down, but prices increasing are going up, which means, right, people are willing to pay more for, for, for these stuff. Next, we have the data center group. So data center group unit volume is down 8%. So they are selling less data centers, but the average sale price, it's up 4%. So we can see there has been an overall slowdown and it does seem like the market knew there was gonna be a slowdown, right? That's why I'm analyst, uh, analysis, analyst, analysis, analyst, analyst, determined that there was gonna be slower revenue, but Intel proved them wrong and beat, beat their expectations. All right, and then this final slide, this is, I'm not gonna talk about it. You guys can pause it if you guys want. This is what each of those revenue breakdowns really include, right? So here it tells you what uh, what the, the memory group is, what the program solution group is. So if you guys want, you can pause this slide and read all this and, and just so you guys can see what the revenue breakdown is about. All right, so on this slide, I'm just gonna say this is things to note, and I'm not gonna give a point to either Bull Solo or Darth Bear on this one, just because these are things that I can't really scale. There's so many things, and I and so many things to, to to talk about, but it's just something I wanna share with you guys. And the first thing is, I did listen to this company's earnings call, and I did read their transcript, and one thing I do admire is the teams. These, this 
company's leadership, especially the CEO when he was talking, the way the the the, the confidence that he he projects to the room is pretty amazing. And I do think leadership is one of the most important things when having a strong company. So it does make me feel comfortable that this company has a good leadership. The first thing they talk about is that they expect to generate about $85 billion in revenue and about $6 in earnings per share in the next three to four years. So that means with a four PE ratio at the moment, that is a less than a 10 PE ratio. And that's actually pretty good. I mean, they do talk about how they're gonna get there Obviously, they mentioned that they're just by saying it doesn't mean it's going to happen. They have to make them smart decisions. They have to generate the uh, right amount of investments and put the money in the right amount of, of future innovations. And that's, again, pretty, pretty good to see that this company has has ideas of where to go. They also talk a lot about the type of customers they have for their data center groups. They mentioned they mention a lot of big names like AWS, Google, Alibaba, and how they mentioned that they ramped up their second generation based on these customers. On these customers, they saw also include some customers on their higher on their higher performance. Xeon, which is their their highest data center group, they mentioned BP and TU for there. They also mentioned that one of the key reasons customers are choosing the Xeon um, is because the platform is built in workload for acceleration for AI. So it's built in for future proof of AI, AI beliefs. They also continue to talk about their breakthrough through memory technology. They have a new collaboration with Oracle and Oracle is incorporating the high performance cap capabilities on their Intel Optane, which is their new um, solid state memory device, I believe. I know I see a lot of laptops um, showing it right now, which powers high performance database infrastructure at most of the world's leading banks, telecoms, and retailers. So this is, again, pretty good news. Then they go into client computing. They are excited that all of their major PC OEM customers have Ice Lake designs with 18 already shipping out of 30 expected to launch this year. So this company is definitely doing great things and moving into uh, um, the good things uh, and moving forward. And that's always uh, uh, something good to see in a company. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. Another thing they do, so these are some more things to know and I enjoy this. They expect second half PC client supply will be up double digits compared to the first half and expect to further increase their PC client supply by mid to high single digits in 2020. So we, de we did see earlier earlier in the um we did see earlier in the comparable sales that pc desktop supply and notebook volume sales have both gone down and they're saying that yes they did see the slowdown as well but they do expect the second half um to have higher higher double digits compared to the first half and that's actually pretty pretty good news so next they want to say that their growth on their products hasn't been sufficient and this is inventory wise they're letting their customers down because PC demand has exceeded their expectations and surpassed third-party forecasts. So they're trying to ramp up on production because they are seeing higher demands that they than anticipated. They are also on track for their first seven nanometer based product, a data center focused discrete GPU in 2021, two years after the launch of the 10 nanometer. They're also well down the engineering path on the five nanometer. And this is the first time they've actually talked about the five nanometer. They didn't say much. Obviously, they're just in the engineering path, so they're just discussing things. But it's pretty impressive that they're already thinking about doing about going further than seven nanometers. And this is one thing that AMD 
AMD folks have been have been pretty happy have been pretty you can say like talking about is that um, AMD was probably the first to come out with the seven nanometer and they also have the their discrete GPU on what's well, not a discrete GPU they have their own GPU for their data center devices uh, so now right Intel is trying to catch up to them but performance wise show different just because AMD hit seven nanometers doesn't mean that theirs is performing better um, there's mixed reviews at this at the moment and you guys can check them out if you guys really want to take a look at performance wise all right so next we're going to talk about the company's future plans and where their priorities lie this comes from their investors earning slideshows and you can find this in the investors website but they have three plans they have accelerating growth improving execution and deploying capital so the most important one I like is deploying capital and I'm going to talk to you guys about the points here the first thing is they want to increase research and development and capex over time so this is pretty right if you, one way to do to become better is to increase your research and development never stop researching never stop innovating so I'm happy that they're increasing their deploy their capital on there they also return which I think is pretty crazy 122 percent of free cash flow year-to-date to shareholders and they're committing to a hundred percent return of free cash flow in 2020 um, that is uh, pretty ridiculous if I may say so I honestly would prefer this company use more for research and development but hey who am I to say anything they've also increased buyback by 20 billion dollars repurchasing 20 billion in shares in the next 15 or 18 months that's a lot of shares that they're gonna buy back all right, so next we're gonna let's move back to the first one accelerating their growth again they mentioned that they, they have so many big companies AWS Google Alibaba and they have strategic collaborations with Oracle and Optane so they're showing us that they're they have strong customers and they're working on deals to to continue their growth then they want to improve also their execution and the main reason is to increase supply output and respond to the stronger than expected de demand so again all these are very very good things to hear about the company and for that reason we are gonna give a point to bull solo on this one so i think bull solo is actually a, a point ahead or two points ahead at the moment compared to darth bear but there are darth bear can catch up um, it's not this company is not perfect but it's definitely looking like a strong healthy company next we're going to take a look at shareholder return and if you guys are of intel you guys know that this company does have a strong shareholder return we actually looked at it before this company is devoted to to give back a huge amount of the free cash flow to shareholders like i mentioned they have a 20 billion dollar increased buyback program in the next 15 to 18 months they do pay dividends about 2.41 percent so obviously we are going to have to give a point to bull solo for this shareholder return next we're going to talk about debt and this one is not one of my favorite things to look at well this is my favorite thing to look at but what i see here is not not something i enjoy so the first thing is we're going to take a look at current liabilities this um so this is december 2018 and compared to now so it's nine months later so nine months later this company has increased its short-term debt short-term debt in december to, um, 2018 was 1.2 billion dollars right now it's sitting at 5.2 billion dollars accounts payable has also increased and compensation and benefits are pretty have decreased so that means one thing this company might have had some layovers uh, lay, layoffs in the past few past few months compared to December so total current liabilities last on December nine months ago was 16 
16.6 billion dollars right now is sitting at 25.25 um, billion dollars so there was a huge increase in total current liabilities and that's something i do not like to see the next thing is total debt last same time last year um not same time last year december of 2018 nine months ago this company had 25 billion dollars in debt now this company has 23.7 billion dollars so even though most likely some of that debt has transferred over to short-term debt um it's nowhere near where this company right it's 1.7 difference in total debt but there's been about a four billion dollar increase in short-term debt and that math doesn't add up so that's that's definitely um that's i'm not a fan of seeing that so obviously here we're gonna have to give a point to Darth Bear. Now we're going to take a look at outlook based on analyst. The first thing we're going to take a look at is earnings per share. So earnings per share is not increasing. So this should say decreasing. Earnings per share is decreasing. For 2019, this company is expected to make $4.38 of earnings per share. And in 2020, this company is expected to make $4.22 of earnings per share. So there is a slowdown there. The next we're going to see is revenue. Revenue is in fact increasing though, but it's not increasing by a huge amount. Revenue for 2019 is expected to be $69.77 billion. And the next year is supposed to be 70.91. So about 1 billion increase, which is less than one. That's about a 2%, not even a 2% increase. And we can see this is a big company, right? $70 billion is a huge amount. And we can see there is not much this this company is growing at a slow rate one thing i don't like is seeing that earnings per share though year to year decrease that means one thing that even though revenue is increasing earnings per share is decreasing that means their gross margins their profit margins are gonna go down and that's um that's definitely definitely not a good thing i want to see so it is a slow company this definitely is a slow growing company and it's a strong company but because it's a slow growing, we're seeing that negative earnings per share um, delta. It's not going to be a negative earnings per share, but the delta between this year and next year is going to be a decreasing one. I'm going to have to give another point to Darth Bear. So I think Darth Bear has actually caught up. The final thing we're going to take a look at. But hey, one thing to see is no matter what we're looking at, the forward PE ratio for this company is about 12.38. Uh, I'm expecting at, at the... Uh, with the current price actually with the current price of 56 uh, 422 that's probably about a 13 pe ratio not, not right now um compared to the 12.38 that it is but it's less than the 15 pe ratio and for a technology company that's actually in my opinion pretty low i know this company can 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 go up and down pretty 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 rapidly especially with the all the uh competitors going on but for a technology company a strong technology company a company that pays back its shareholders pretty strong a company that's doing plenty of buybacks a company that's growing a 13 pe ratio is definitely pretty low in my opinion it's definitely not a company that would would hurt to have in your portfolio now we're next we're going to take a look at the outlook based on the overall company let's first take a look at full year 2019 outlook so here they're saying that this outlook is seven it's going to go up to 71 billion dollars we're expected um where the professionals are expected to have say 69.77 
Um, Intel says, nah, fam, we're actually going to make $71 billion. And that's up $1.5 billion compared to last quarter's um, guide. So that's good news. They are expected fewer, higher revenue because of slightly up year-to-year -year on data-centric and PC-centric um, values. Operating margins, unfortunately, is going down to 32.5%. It's, uh, it's going to be down about two, two points year-to-year. And they do mention some of the offset, the reasons here. Earnings per share is expected to go up, up twenty, up twenty cents compared to what they expected in July. So four dollars and sixty cents. Let me actually just do the math really quick. Uh, one second. Let me just do a calculator. Where's my calculator? So right now I think it ended at fifty-six dollars divided by four dollars and sixty cents. That gives this company a current P.E. ratio of about 12, 12 P.E. ratio. That's actually pretty good based on what this company is expected to see. And that's higher than the company's estimate. Um, but I wonder if this is gap, um, gap load outlook. Percentage on a non-gap basis. And I wonder if this is, this is a non-gap basis either. Um, so now let's take a look at quarter four outlook. Quarter four outlook, they do say revenue is expected to go up. Like they did mention, operating margins is expected to go down and earnings per share is expected to go down compared to the same time last year. But because we see that huge revenue up outlook on the full year and we, and we see that up um, uptrend on earnings per share, I'm going to have to give a point to Bull Solo. So that's it. Um, that's it for now. I hope you guys enjoyed this Intel episode. Um, this is definitely a strong company. I'm not going to lie. I'm usually an AMD guy. But um, I can't I can't deny the fact that this is actually a strong company. This is a very healthy company, and it is a company that I'm not. I wouldn't say it's a bad thing to have on my portfolio. And I think anything below a 15 PE ratio on a tech company is pretty cheap. But at the moment, I have yet to take a look at their 10Q report because they have yet to post it. But once they post the 10Q report, it will help me look at how this company is looking numerically wise to help me really determine what I would gladly pay for this company. But I think even with the 13 PE ratio, I wouldn't mind buying a small portion of investments in it. Um, like I said, it's definitely not a bad company to have in your portfolio. It's a company with strong revenue. It is a big company, a company that pays back strong shareholders, a company that has a strong plan for the future. And we see that this company has plenty of breakdown revenues that, that can help this company if one of the sectors goes down. So like I said, this is definitely a strong company. I hope you guys enjoyed the episodes. Let me know what you guys think. Post in the comments. Give me a thumbs up. Subscribe to my channel. Share with you guys. And if you guys are, don't want to watch the videos anymore, find my podcast. You can just put Jose Naharo Stocks and you will see my podcast. And this episode will be in the podcast. So take care, guys. See you next time and have a good night.